Welcome to the Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams. The heart behind Kindled is to help moms use their gifts for God's glory and their good. We'll chat with real women who are learning how to do this very thing as they navigate motherhood, work, and the grace we need for both. This heart-to-heart is always had over a cup of coffee and usually paired with a business pep talk. We hope you'll find practical advice and the encouragement you need to work well and live more. Hello, it's Haley, and welcome to episode 12 of Kindled. Today, I am talking with Meg Dworkson of The Craft House. Meg and I talk about creativity, what it is, what keeps people from believing they're creative, and drumroll, the fact that everyone is creative. Does that make you uncomfortable? You're not alone. But we know this to be true because we were made by a creative God who made us uniquely creative in our own way. And we image him by displaying our creativity in the unique way he's given us to do that. Before I share the conversation with Meg, there's just one more thing I want to mention. As you know, this podcast is about work and motherhood. Many of you own your own businesses. Many of you are stay-at-home moms. And many of you are aspiring female entrepreneurs who are trying to gain clarity on a business idea that you have brewing inside of you. Well, if that last one describes you, listen up. I've created a free resource to help busy moms like you discover and distinguish how to take their unique skills, talents, and passions and translate those into a business. Sound cool? This guide will give you four specific and actionable methods that you can use to examine your life and see what is already there. This is coming out of my heart for moms to share what I've learned in seven years of being an entrepreneur, starting and growing businesses, and finding so much joy in using my gifts to serve others and glorify God. I want to encourage and support other women who are seeking to do the same thing. So go download the free guide at HaleyWilliams.co, go through it, and then you'll get four emails after that with two additional worksheets that will help you rank and evaluate the ideas you come up with after walking through the guide. Simple as that. Okay, now on to my conversation with Meg. Well, thank you for joining us. And um, why don't you just kind of start off talking, telling everybody who you are and what you do? Okay. Um, My name is Meg Jerkson, which I used to say that I was a blogger and I still am a blogger, but it's definitely not as, um, oh, it's definitely not as big of a part of my life anymore. Um, and I own a business, um, that was through my blog and it's called the craft house and it's a retreat house for groups to come and be creative and get away and be with their friends or, you know, just get closer um, and have time and space away in a pretty place that's relaxing. And I am a mom as well. And to, I have five kids. Um, my oldest is 23 and then my youngest is 13. So we had five in there. And then we're also foster parents. That's a new thing that we just started in October. So that's a new part of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, uh, yeah. So that's, sorry to interrupt you. Um, what prompted you guys to, to start becoming foster parents? Um, 
I have always just had a heart for that and not necessarily for foster, but just for children. And, um, I've, I just, all of a sudden that came up a year ago, about maybe a year and a half ago, just like out of the blue, um, just all of a sudden, like taking away, I had a fear all my life where I would say what everybody says, I think, because I've heard it now a hundred times at least of just the, I could never do that. I could never, you know, give them back. I could never keep someone and then give them, you know, give them back. And, um, and so I, I have said that for 20 years at least. And then all of a sudden that was just gone. And I just felt God say, you can do that and you should do that. And so then I, it took my husband quite a while to get on board with that of just talking about it. So for, for several years, I think for a few years, I was convincing myself about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had that moment, I was just driving and I just had that moment of God just saying, you, you can do this. And, you know, not saying like, like you're strong, you can do this, but just, it was, it was this weird, it was so weird and clear. And, and it was, he just was saying the, what was, what I was hearing was that you do not, you don't actually want more children. You don't actually want to start over. You're 42 and your kids are grown almost, almost grown. And you don't really want to start all over. And the thought that came next was a baby becomes a toddler and a toddler goes to elementary school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the thought of starting elementary school all over was like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. And so by the end of that same drive, you know, the end of the road, I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I should be doing. And so then I had to, you know, really, really pray about it a lot. And, um, with getting my husband on, on board with it. Um, it took a, it took a while. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, it was pretty, it was interesting and, um, quite a journey, but now, now he's completely on board and, you know, completely all in and doing everything. So yeah, I didn't ever honestly think we would be doing it because he's very, very practical and logical and, um, yeah, it took a lot to change his heart on that, but I'm so glad that he was willing to try it because we're both, it's really, it's super hard. And, um, yeah, it's not, I, I think everybody always said that. And I thought that it would be like the kid part was hard, but it's like your heart. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Which I mean, is so true for when it comes to kids, it is the practical nature of whether you're having your own kids or fostering children, like the practical aspects are just hard in and of themselves. Of course, the the sleep and the need and the constant, it's never, you know, it's never over. (laughs) You wake up the next day and do it again. And, um, and that's so real, but yeah, the hard aspect, I think that's where I'm at. And, you know, I'm not as far in my journey of parenting as you are obviously, but I, I have for sure said that, like, I could never do that. And I, I love that people do it. And I, like, I think I secretly wish that I felt strong enough to do it or felt right. like it wouldn't rip me apart. But I think what you're saying is like convicting because it's supposed to, right? Yeah, like, it's absolutely. Actually, that is 
what it should do to us. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I do think, I think if anybody was standing in front of a child and they, you know, and was said, will you take this child? He has no one. Then everybody's going to say, I, I hope everyone's going to say yes. You know, will you take care of this child for six months or something? You know, and I would hope that everyone would say yes, like looking at that child, but it's, it's the unknown part. That's super hard. You know, like you just, you don't know. Um, but I do, I think it's kind of empowering. I'm trying to share like through my blog, I did one post and I have a big post that I'm still working on. Cause there's so, I just said, who has questions about foster care? Because I knew I had a million and it was like, once you start looking into it and getting answers, it wasn't as scary. Like you, I kept, this is how I really I think convinced my husband and not meaning, but just really yeah. made him cause he's just so logical and practical and, and he's a protector and he wants safety a lot, you know, which is great and important. Um, and I'm more of a, just like go all in right away. Yeah. And then, and then maybe be like, Oh, whoops. Yes. <laughs> that was a little much. <laughs> Let's go. I wish I wouldn't have jumped in quite so much. Um, but just like saying this isn't permanent, like we can always quit. If this turns out to be too hard, he was really worried that it would be too hard for, for me, like that I would break, my heart would just break. And then I would be just broken like forever and not fixable, you know, just not ever come back from it. And which <laughs> I don't think that was an, a that wasn't a crazy fear, you know, I think yeah. He, yeah. he knows me really well. and so. Um, for him to, that was his super concern. And then he finally did say too, that at the very end of all of that, then he said, or that mine will. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a crier. So I'm going to try to really, I'm this hey, morning. Me too. Was like, yeah. Okay. This morning I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm just not going to cry. So I think once I, I kept saying like, this is something, no matter what we have to get licensed, like to try any of it, you have to get licensed. So we have to go through that part of it. No matter. And then, and we can go through it all and then be like, no, I don't want to do that or, okay, let's try it. And so we did that. We made that step. And then I just kept saying like, you know, and I'm not adoption is, you know, you're signing papers and that's done. You're, those are your kids forever but this is not. And that's why I just kept saying it's not permanent. And so we can always pull back and say, this isn't working for our family or this isn't working for our marriage or this, you know? Yeah. And so I said, so for you, it is, you know, it is practical and safer than, you know, just, yeah. So, and he didn't want to grow our family anymore either necessarily. Right. And so I kept saying, I'm not trying to trick you into yeah. adopting, you yeah. know, into having a bunch more kids. This isn't, that's not the goal. And so I said, I just feel so strongly called that I have time now. My kids are all in school all day and my business kind of runs itself, you know, and doesn't need a lot of my time every, you know, certainly every day it doesn't. And yeah. then just, so it's, I just said, I have time now. I just feel like I, this is what I should be doing. And that's what I'm best at is taking care of babies. And, um, so, so we did and, and yeah, so we've just had, we had one overnight with two little kids for one overnight. And then the next day we got the baby that we've had. 
um, for six months now. Wow. And yeah, and he is actually transitioning to go home pretty soon. So, um, so that will be awful and wonderful all at the same time. Wonderful Mm. for him and his mom and, you know, super sad for us, but we just keep like speaking the truth (laughs) out loud to each other and everybody of just like, this is what we're supposed to do. And this is what it's for. Yeah, that is, that is beautiful. And I'm so thankful that people like you exist and that people (laughs) like you and your husband have, you know, I mean, even just gotten on the same page with God and that conviction. And and sometimes, you know, obviously we know God doesn't tell people two different things. He's not, he doesn't contradict himself. So if somebody's right. not on the same page yet, like somebody will have to move. Right. You know? And that, and I did, I prayed for so long. I'm just, and for adoption, that's what it was. I would, I just felt very strongly that we were supposed to do that. And he never, ever agreed and wouldn't even talk about it. And so I just kept praying like, God, I, am I hearing this wrong? You know, change my heart or change his heart. Like we, I hate that we don't agree. It really bothered me that we didn't agree on that. And so now I can see that it was for this, you know, for this, you know, even if we never have any other kids come through our house, like it was for him, this baby that we have now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like you don't have to say, and I think that's, what's hard is like, you probably feel that burden and of like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I can't fix his life or I can't save his life or I can't like, I can't protect him once he leaves. That's it. Like, ugh. Yeah. So, so hard. And every bone in our body wants to do that even for our own children. And yet we know we're, we're actually not able or even called to do that. And, um, right. And I can't, and I say that in the same, I say that, like, I can't protect him once he leaves, but I can't protect him when he's here. You know, I can try my best, but bad things still happen. So that's, that's an illusion, you know, that I can protect him at all. So it's really, I know that God loves him. I know that I, I just have to tell myself all these things over and over as we get closer. Yeah. 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 That, that his heavenly father is, you know, able to do more than we ask or imagine. Yes. And, and that is what we and can rest his mom in too. Right. That's what, you know, I really just want, you just want them to do well and succeed and, you know, experience parenthood the way I have, you know, yeah. or the way that, you know, you can see it be done in a healthy way. And, um, loving and wonderful. And so many, yeah, so many parents just in foster care have just had, um, not foster parents, but the parents of the kids that were taken, but just their lives are so hard already. And, you know, there's just so many obstacles that they face every day that I, I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to, Mm -hmm. you know, not every family, of course, but just, you just know that sometimes they're just doing what they know and don't know any different. And so I, I didn't realize I knew I had a burden for that, but then I also didn't realize I had a, like, I've really had to learn and still learning every minute of like how to not judge and to see them, you know, they're see see past it. Cause that's been, I think I would say of all of that, of all of the whole foster, the class and the licensing, and then the placement is the, what the hardest part for me to realize about myself is that how much judgment I have in me of, you know, 
that I would be, I think that I thought I would, I'm better than, you know, I'm better than you. I can do this better than you can, even though, you know, I'm, it's not my actual child. It's, and so, yeah, I mean, that, I, I totally get that. And I, I think that's probably a really common thing. I don't think you would be alone yeah. on an Island in that. Yeah. And just, just knowing that just saying again, like they're trying their best and, and if they, yeah. So just seeing her, you know, his parents as they're trying their best and, and it's, I just want to love on them. And yeah, it's been a challenge for me to learn that about myself and to see like how, okay, I need, this is a place where I really need, you know, Jesus to come in and, um, clean that out. Cause it's ugly in there <laughs> in my yeah, heart about that. Yeah. And I just want to not have any of those thoughts. I want to be able to help instead of, right. I feel like even if I have those thoughts that I'm hindering, you know, so yeah. I want to, yeah. So, so yeah, that's what has been <laughs> going on in our house this year. Yeah. And that's just, I, one more thing about that. I think it's, I mm-hmm. love that God is like, this is one of the things that that is so cool is that God is so creative that he can simultaneously take care of the needs of others and fulfill and like fill the gap in what is missing in those parents ability to do their job as parents through other parents like you and simultaneously be working on you and changing you in the midst of it. And it's like, I mean, he's so creative. That's just, that is like, that is proof that he is, he is the author of creativity and he doesn't ever just, he is never only accomplishing one thing. He's always accomplishing multiple purposes in everything he's doing, which is really cool. And, um, probably a perfect transition into the rest of our conversation. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, so for, the people who have never heard of the craft house, you mentioned yeah. kind of what it is. And, um, so I know I read on your website, you guys basically you lived there for seven years and then you moved and you turned it into this creative, like Mecca of creativity. <laughs> Can you kind of talk about what that process or what that looked like? Yeah. Um, it, I wish that I could say like, it, I mean, I don't, but I, it wasn't a big business plan at all. And it wasn't a, it wasn't like that we sat down and, you know, let's make this place for people. We didn't do any of that. It was really just like, um, I was, I was blogging and we, I started the having craft weekend, which was something I think that we started in 2011 and it was what began with that was we were supposed to, my friends, some online friends of mine, we all agreed that we would go to a blog conference and back when we did those all the time. And, um, but it was our first one to go to. And so it came to be the day of, um, buying the ticket like, you know, registration is open and everyone, you know, rush, rush, rush to get that ticket. And it came to be like the day before. And I, I don't love, um, crowds and like big groups of people and Mm -hmm. and new things like new scary things with lots of people. And so I emailed, um, you know, one of the girls that we, I was going to meet there. And I said, 
what if instead of going to the blog conference, we all came to my house and everybody stayed here, you know, and we, you know, made crafts all weekend and got to know each other instead of going to this conference. And, you know, she said, okay, you know, since we were all going to fly somewhere anyway, um, I said, what if everybody just comes here and I send my kids, you know, to my mom's or something. And, um, and so then over the course of, you know, a week or so of getting, we just ended up filling, you know, having, I think we had 10 people there and uh, several online and several of my local friends. And we, we did that for fun. And, and it was super fun. And I, and that's when we lived there and I, all my kids live there and, um, it's this big old hundred year old house and it's ridiculously big. It, um, like you could, I would, I cannot imagine someone, I can't imagine building a house like that today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't take any credit for that. It's just how it was built. And, um, so it's this big old house and we loved living there. Um, so we did that fun friend weekend and then I blogged all about it. And then there were just tons and tons and tons of comments saying, I want to do that. I want to come invite me, but I didn't know any of those people. They're Mm -hmm. just commenters. And then I had a few friends over the next, you know, month or two say, you should do that. Like you really should do that. Like you should open it up and just invite anybody. And I thought, well, nobody would, who would come to that, you know, kind of that wouldn't work. And people kept saying, I think it would work and you should try it. And so we, I put that out on my blog as well. And just said, if I did that, would you, you know, would you want to come to that and, you know, fly to Kansas and, um, you know, stay with a bunch of strangers and somebody's house. And it was like overwhelming. Yes. And so I decided to do, I asked my friend Kimberly if she would work with me. Um, she's super organized and really, um, good cook and loves to cook. And so I asked her if she would take care of that side of it. And then I would do the crafts and the projects and stuff. And so we decided we would do one. And so we did one and it was amazing. We, you know, we didn't know anybody that was coming and everybody just showed up and we had a great weekend. And so, um, then we did two more. And then, so over the course of that time, like, so that was in September that we did the first one where people paid and came. And then, and that was, and that was actually not at our house. It was at a different house that was a little like locally, um, that is similar. That is like a house where you just can rent the whole house and scrapbook. That's what the, that's what it was mainly for at the time. And so then we did one there and then we decided to do another one, but we decided to do it at my house where I lived with my five kids. So we sold all those places and then people came and like slept in my kids' beds. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was crazy. It was really crazy. So we moved in, like we had all these other twin beds. So my kids went to school on Friday morning and then we like moved everything out, like moved all this furniture out of their rooms and other beds in and, you know, changed their sheets and, you know, did all of that. It was just 
kind of a crazy, it was crazy that we did that while I lived there. And my kids went like after school to their grandma's for the weekend. And so we did that. And then we did one more. And then also in that course of that year before we had been looking to move out of that town because we wanted our kids in a even smaller school. Mm-hmm. So we moved, we had, we had already decided that. So we were already looking. And then at the same time, this came about like from May until, you know, that next February, like that we had been talking about moving and then craft weekend all kind of started. And then there was a huge wait list. And so that was kind of, that was, I think our safety was there was a huge wait list of people that wanted to come. And so we could still keep, we could keep doing them. So we decided to move out of the house that we loved and we moved to this little town that we live in now, which is just 10 minutes, 12 minutes away from the craft house. And we decided to not sell it and to try and see if we could keep doing craft weekend and just see what, see what that would become. So that's how we started. And then it was after about a year or two, maybe we decided to start um, opening it up to other groups um, on the weekends that we weren't using it. And so people started renting it for their own group of like your, you know, your women's group at church or a scrapbooking group or a quilting group or just friends that like to get together and make crafts. So we started renting it out and then um, all still while doing the craft weekends too. And then we, so we did over 30 craft weekends and then, um, yeah. And then we also started renting it out. And so now, now that's what the business is, is the house is available for anybody to use and you just rent the whole house kind of like VRBO or Airbnb. Um, but it just sleeps a lot of people and it's, um, very girly and it's, um, set up for crafting, like for, you know, there's workspace for 16 people to craft all in one room. So, so fun. And then, and then super comfy to sleep in. So that was a really long answer, but yeah, that's, no. that's how it came to be. And it was, it's really just been very gradual of like in the very beginning of just, well, let's see if it works. And if it doesn't, we'll sell the house. And, um, which we hated moving, leaving that house. We really thought we could still have our kids in another school and stay there, but it was just too much driving, even though it's only 10 minutes, which sounds, I mean, if you're, you're in the city, I'm sure you drive that all the time, but it just felt like there was this disconnect of communities of our kids were in a school in a different town. And so they had all these friends in a different town, but they had to leave right after school, you know, to come and we weren't meeting anybody in this new town. So nobody knew us. So no one was like inviting our kids to do anything. And so it was this, it was just this disconnect. And we thought we have to be in that community if we want our kids to thrive there. So we moved and yeah. And that, and since we didn't sell the house, it wasn't as hard to move. And so it was, it wasn't like this you know, clear everything out and, you know, never get to go back there, you know? So that's what everybody always asks me that. Like, how could you ever move out of that house? 
um, I said, well, I'm still here all the time, you know? So it's not, I never had to say goodbye to it. And so yeah. that's how I, it will be very sad if I ever have to. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. About it. And you've still gotten to kind of, you know, have your mark on it and have it be a part of your life. And yeah. And you're... now it's just, it's such a happy place. And I, it, I mean, it's happy just to be in to the way that it's, you know, filled with light and color, but it's also, it just brings so much joy to people. So often I have to go over there to, you know, fix the garbage disposal or, you know, the internet isn't working. And and so I'll go, I'll stop by to fix something. And everybody there is so happy. Like they don't, you know, they're not looking at me at all. I'm like, we're just walking through to, you know, get what I need to get. And they're all with their friends and there's just, you know, everyone is smiling. It is. And it just makes me, I get in the car to leave and I'm just like, you know, can't believe that God was so creatively made this place to make women so happy. And that they're all just, you know, with their people, you know, other women who like what they like, whether, you know, there's been all kinds of groups there. So that's, what's cool too. It's not just for only crafters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, how, I mean, how far is Newton from Kansas city? Um, it's about, it's almost three hours, three hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was last night. I was like, okay, I need, I need an excuse to do this. What is the next event or yes. birthday or something? I already have something for my 30th birthday this May that I'm doing. A friend and I are actually going to Jamie Ivy's happy hour live event. Oh, so I'm super That's excited fun. about that. But, yeah. um, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm planning out my creativity is very much a big part of my life and, and has been a part of my upbringing. And my mom was an art teacher and my grandma and great grandma were just so creative. She, my great grandma was a China, um, like artist. She painted wow. China and like hand fired it and all that. And then, my my mom's mom is more of like a you know do it yourself fix it up go pick antiques and then sell them in her booth mm-hmm. in Jefferson City Missouri and that sort of that thing but anyways i just yeah it it spoke to me i was like my sisters and mom and i need to get there it would be so fun yes yes it it is just so fun to come come with all your people you know whoever it is and you know, whether you craft or not, it's just that a lot of it too, I think the joy of, you know, being women being together is the, it's the staying up late and then, um, waking, you know, like doing breakfast together together and just having that whole, like the full long weekend. And anytime I go with my friends anywhere, we're always like, it's never enough. Like, if we go for four days, we wish we had, you know, one more day. Just, we're always never, you know, we always want it to be longer, but just it's that, that's when you really bond is that overnight long, 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 long conversations. And so, yeah, I just, I love that. I love women getting together and really being able to bond and yeah. yeah so that's, 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 really that's what awesome. that is. That's what the craft house is. Um, that's so cool. And I'm going to probably see if we could get some photos of it so I can link those in the post so people can see it and and we'll point them to your website too. But people just need to actually 
see the photos to understand how amazing yeah. it is. You have these rainbow stairs that are like so beyond <laughs> Pinterest worthy that I just really want my picture on. And they're that so, was, they're so cute. It's a fun project to do. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. my gosh. It's so awesome. Okay, I know you guys are really enjoying this conversation with Meg, but I'm going to interrupt it to tell you this. I am launching my very first digital course. The course is called the Busy Moms Business Quick Start Course. Now, this course is going to provide you with the strategies and a step-by-step project plan that will walk you through everything you need to do as you implement what you learn and prepare to launch your business. Here's what you're going to learn, how to price your products or services for profit, how to nail your marketing message, how to create a brand that resonates with your target market, how to get the word out about your new business, how to serve rather than sell, how to write proposals like mine that have won me multi-thousand dollar contracts. You'll also get to be in a private Facebook group for members of this course. Now, this course is not fully developed, so... What I've done is opened up early bird registration at a deeply discounted rate of $150. You have to register by May 11th to receive that rate. After that, it's going up. The reason I'm doing that is because I want to gauge interest in these specific topics from my audience and learn if there's anything else that needs to be included in it before I go complete all the content. So this means that if you trust my ability to deliver what I say I'll deliver, then you will benefit the most from becoming an early adopter by getting way more for your money, getting way more bang for your buck. And you'll also be grandfathered into any future iterations of the course for free. Okay, now the last thing I want to say is that in addition to receiving that discounted rate of 150 for this course, which like I said, it's going to be going way up after, after May 11th, you will get a logo design, a business card design, and a one hour live group coaching call with me where you can ask me anything. The reason I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about it is because I know there are so many women who are excited about an idea they have and they just don't know how to make it a reality and they feel like they just need a coach or someone to come alongside them and give them the leg up, give them the fast track, the information that I learned, everything that I learned after seven years of starting and running businesses. Nothing gets me more excited than seeing women win and just kill it in business. Like seriously, that's my favorite thing. If this sounds like what you've been waiting for, go visit HaleyWilliams.co slash moms and you can sign up today. Registration is open now, but you have to get in before May 11th if you want that discounted rate. Now back to the interview with Meg. Um, so can we talk a little bit about like creativity and what that means, um, what it is to create? Because I think that, you know, I mentioned this at the beginning, but I think a lot of people that word just freaks them out a little, or they're like, Oh, I am not creative. I hear that all the time from people, especially when, you know, when you kind of have that bent, you, I think people are insecure, like, Oh, well, I'm not creative like you. And like, yes. but I don't buy that for a second. I, I mean, we're different creative. We're all different, but can you kind of talk about what creativity is and, and what that means to you and, and, you know, sort of what you believe about it? Um, I would say that we are absolutely, everybody is creative because God is the creator. <laughs> so he, you know, fills us each with our own gifts and creativity does not have to be paint or, um, you know, markers and drawing or any of that. It can be, 
I always say my husband is creative with numbers. He is so, he's very smart financially and has great ideas and ways to fix things. And so he, that's, he is so creative in that way and can think of solutions and ways to, you know, fix a business. Um, and I wouldn't even, I can't even like remember to put my receipts in my quicken, you know, like I can't, I'm (laughs) so he's super creative in that way. And, um, everybody's got their thing. And so whatever your gift is, that's how you're creative or that what some of your gifts or what you, your passion is, that's your creativity. So I think we just have always thought or her, you know, when you think the word creative, you think painting and drawing mm-hmm. and, you know, sculpting or something like that, or, but it's everything. And because God created us. So whatever he gave us, that's, that's where we are creative. And, um, so yeah, if it's writing or decorating or, you know, yeah. uh, caregiving, or there's just, so many, there's every, there's like a million different things that it could be that you are creative in. And so recognizing that as, as your gift and that God gave it to you. And, um, then you can like lean into that creativity part of like, why, you know, what is it that makes me special with this gift? Like what's different and how can I or why do I enjoy it? Because God gave that to you. Yeah. And what makes you come alive as a person, yeah, you know, absolutely. and what, what feels exciting and just gives you, you know, life and makes you, um, you know, I don't know, look forward to a day. Like that's yeah. something to me that I, I, you know, that that's a good way to find what you're bent is or, or what, how kind of you could color your creativity and understanding yourself is like, if you have, you know, if somebody said like, draw a picture, well, like if you start stressing out and like agonizing over, well, like, well, what kind of picture? Well, what color? Well, how's it, what medium, you know, all of those Mm -hmm. things. Okay. That's obviously not your gift. Like you don't have to be an artist, but when someone says like meal plan for the week, or, you know, oh, that, organize yeah. your closet. You made me start sweating. I know. Me too. <laughs> that word. I was like, Oh, no. I know. I know I'm it. Sweating. I'm, yes. I am not that I'm not a good meal planner and I'm not going to ever pretend that that is what I love doing. I'm just not, yes. but, um, but I know people who it is like, I have friends that they, we went over to some friend's house, uh, a friend's house, like a, a month ago. And on, I think we were going over on Sunday and on Friday afternoon, she, asked me like what I, or no, it was actually the previous week, the a whole week before <laughs> on Friday or Saturday, the whole week before we were going to go, she was like, what do you guys want to eat? I'm meal planning. Do you want, how about tacos? And I was like, you know, instantly like, okay, awesome. Tacos are great. And second of all, I can't believe you're like already thinking yeah. about that because I would be the type of person who's running out to the store like the day before, you know, that's, Not, I would be on the day of, yeah. I am like, that's like, you know, I'm like a right, you know, day of, especially with food. So yeah, for sure. That, but that's her gift, right? Right. And, and like, and she actually is, you know, ironically also really good at hand lettering. So she has that creative, creative gift too. But, um, yeah, I just think it's really neat that everybody has different gifts and that we all can benefit from each other's. Like 
when someone isn't living into their gift, when someone is denying the fact that God gave them the ability to create and be creative in their life in some way, you're, you're not just denying yourself. You're also denying the people around you who could benefit from it. Yes. And so that's a really big, that's a big one for me because I think like the world needs what you have. And, you know, if you had not opened up that home to people to create this environment where people are just inspired and come together and who knows how many, you know, tear filled, truth filled Mm -hmm. conversations have been had around those tables. Like, yes, if you hadn't, you know, sort of answered the call of your own gifting to host and just open that space up and, and be inspirational, how many other people would have missed out on those opportunities? Yeah, it is such a beautiful place. And that's what I think when we have our, our retreats, I still, I just, we don't do the craft weekends anymore. We just do twice a year, do camp create, which we did that because it's longer. So we made it camp and, um, that is where craft weekend was fun and people bonded and were friendships were made. But then when we did the longer, the camp, it was, it got so much deeper and more into like what you're saying with really getting down to what is your, what are your gifts? What are you called to? What are you not doing? What should you be doing? And, you know, and then just really having a group of, even though everybody comes in as strangers, um, you know, these 16 women around you supporting you and, you know, people feel brave enough to share, you know, what's happened to them and then how they're going to turn that around, you know, or why they create, you know, the hurt that it came out of and the healing that's happened because they create and they can, you know, just, feel the Holy Spirit moving in them when they're creating more than if they're, you know, doing meal planning when they're stressed out meal planning, if they can, you know, if they are artists and they are painting is what helped heal them. And I don't know, it's, it is, it's a great, great place for that. And that's really cool. Yeah. So with Camp Create, you guys kind of have like a curriculum, not, I hate to say curriculum, but you have like a format or guided, you know, uh, yes, questions for a, people. Well, we have a speaker every time. So every time it's been a different speaker okay. um, who comes. And so she will um, lead, like she'll speak kind of like preaching, have a little sermon each mm-hmm. evening. And then in the mornings we do like a, a shorter time where she speaks and then we do like a questions in that and we go and have quiet time, which we're always, we say too, like, when do we ever like really get quiet time? Like, Never. You, know, yeah. you, you know, you're here, you, and so we make everybody have quiet time for, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. I'm just looking at the questions that were asked and going over, you know, that and, um, either reading or praying or just even just sitting there creating, um, on your own and everybody just kind of scatters all over the house for that little bit. And then, and then we have artists come in as well. So camp is craft weekend was just me, like me leading all the, um, crafts. And then we would usually have someone come like a, another blogger that had a bigger following and they would teach a project as well. Um, and then, 
So it's similar. It's just longer. And then what I think what we added, we added having more artists come in. Like, so we have two usually at each camp and then me as well. And so I lead a project and then each artist leads whatever they want to, whatever they want to teach on. And we, we just like literally just create all day long and into the night, if however long anybody wants to. And then we have that speaker who it's been a different, you know, it's a lot of times creativity, but a lot of times the speaker, they kind of get to pick what they want to talk about. And so it's all faith-based and, um, you know, about what we, we learn about God and, you know, talk about Jesus and, um, it's, but then also with the creativity part. So, yeah, so we do that. And then we also have a massage therapist come in and we also go shopping. Yeah. So we do all those things, but. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that sounds so fun. It is so fun. It's it like my dream weekend. It is. It is a great time. And yeah, I love it. It's every time we do it, we're like, I can't believe this is our job. You know, yeah. I can't believe that we get to do this for work. And it's so fun. It's so fun to take care of everybody and make everybody happy and, yeah. you know, provide that for them. That's amazing. I love it. I can't wait till you get to come. Um, so talking, kind of moving into, well, actually I do want to ask you before, before I move on, what, um, what has your creative journey been like personally? And, and like, have you always kind of loved crafting and creating always been that right brain type personality? And did you always know what your gifting was or was there like something that helped you to kind of uncover that in yourself? I've always been creative. I've always been like my parents encouraged that for sure. My dad is a reporter, writer, and my my mom is um like was in did interior decorating and people always talked about that with her like whenever my friends would come over about how pretty our house was and so that was um seen you know, with that, I got to watch that through her and my sister's an art teacher as well. And it was, that's, it was just kind of, I feel like we were raised to be creative. Like that was encouraged instead of, I mean, we were of course supposed to have good grades, um, but always encouraged to be creative like that to, to make art and to, or photography. My dad was also a photographer for a newspaper, like as well with his story. So watching that as well growing up. And so, um, I, so I've always been that, like, I think just always hearing that and being encouraged in that way. Like I was not athletic and I was not, um, I wouldn't, I don't feel like I was book smart, like school is hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) to concentrate. But anytime I was doing anything creative was where I was encouraged and praised and knew that that was my thing, you know, and I, and you feel it too. Even as a kid, you feel what you, what brings you joy and, um, what you love to do and what you do on your own by yourself. And I, that would, I would draw, you know, all the time by myself, just drawing for no reason. Um, so yeah, so I've always, I definitely have always been creative. Um, 
I never wanted to be, this would show my personality as well, though. I never wanted to go into art though. Like I never wanted to like get a job as an artist because I always felt like, I mean, I would just remember saying that all the time of like, I'm not ever going to do that for work because with a boss, because I can't, you can't make people happy. <laughs> like my art, I can't, I can't handle the rejection of you not liking what I created I, for your project. And then you say, Nope, I don't like it. Do it again. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hope now being, you know, a full grown adult that I could handle that better, <laughs> but at, you know, as a kid, as a kid and getting, you know, thinking, I don't want to do that. Like I love art. I don't want somebody to, you know, grade my art or, you know, that, or I succeed or I don't succeed based on my art. And so, um, but I, we ended up just having our family very young. And so I really didn't get that, you know, chance of like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I just, that kind of, (laughs) I didn't get to choose that. So I think with my kids, um, and just having all of my kids at home, we just, I just chose to always be creating with them and making things with them. And, um, I always use my house as like, even in our first little apartment and all that, it's funny to look back on cause it looks not cute now, but in my mind, it was super cute, you know, as a young, super young, um, you know, wife and mom that I was trying to make our apartment look really nice. And, you know, and then you just graduate to each next stage. And, um, so I have always put a lot of creativity into that. And my husband has always been very supportive of just like, okay, not necessarily like, okay, you can tear down that wall, but okay. I don't care if you paint Yes, anything, uh, you God know, bless and, the husbands who don't right? care if we paint I because I just, yes, when, under that, like, right. You can't paint that or you can't change that. Oh I would, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I could not, I yes. could not handle. And I do have, I've heard people say, or have friends who have been like, oh yeah, I wanted to do this. But my husband wouldn't let me. And I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm I the know. only one who makes decisions, but he's just so supportive and kind of like, yeah, as long as it's not okay. I will say he put his foot down when I wanted to do floral wallpaper in our bedroom. Right. He was like, okay, no, you're not going to do rose wallpaper all over our bedroom or like peonies or something. And I was like, why just one wall? He was like, no, I'm not, you're not doing that. But like beyond that, he just, he's very supportive and, and knows that that's something that really is such a, it's so close to my heart to like make my home a welcoming and yeah. Fun and beautiful place to be mostly for myself. Cause I love being right. home and you're home all day. Like right. we're in it all day. I remember just finally saying like, I see this all day long. Like I have to make it what yes. would make me happy. And, right. um, yeah. And the, Oh, we had a one time, a like huge fight of over <laughs> and meaning like, we don't, scream and yell. We're not that kind of fighters. We're like silent. Mm-hmm. Um, but over a ceiling fan or a chandelier uh-huh. and he won 
with the ceiling fan, right. but I, I just remember being, I was so angry because <laughs> it felt like it ruined the, like why bother? It yeah. ruins the whole room is yep. ruined, yep. you know, and there's no course, point in even living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to sleep in here anymore. And yep. so of course it did not matter at all, but it was like a, yeah, that was a huge, huge fight, uh-huh. at least on my, he probably doesn't even remember it. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I just couldn't believe I was being, you know, suffocated in my creativity Yeah, <laughs> that way, you know, that he, yes. you know, I was You're like, I'm going to spirit. <laughs> I have to lay in bed and look at that light every day when I could be looking at it. <laughs> and oh my gosh. yeah, but it was so finally funny. like, okay, this isn't worth the, right. the fight. And right. yeah. And, and now, now you'll be cool in the summer. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you're right. It is hot in here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> our Turns bedroom, out you were right. I know. It. Our bedroom is above our garage. So it does, it kind of is just more extreme in all temperatures. So it's, if it's cold out, it's colder. If it's hot, it's hotter. Um, yeah. Just because it's not insulated or because there's no, you know, AC or heat really in the garage. And so we have yeah. a very ugly old gold ceiling fan that is definitely original to the house. <laughs> and, I hate it, but when yeah. it comes down to summer and I'm, I, we need to replace it. Our house, yeah. we have only been in our house a little over a year, but, um, yeah, when it comes to the summer, I'm super glad that we have a fan because yeah. it's miserable up there. Yes. And now I turn 40 and I like sweat nonstop. So I'm so <laughs> glad we have a fan. Yes. <laughs> so same thing. Like, I'm glad he pushed for that. So, yeah. 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 I know. But I totally am on the same page with you. There's, a, there's been a lot of, yeah, my husband's the more practical of us for sure. Yeah. I'm just, I, I process all of life through emotion. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm not feeling a room, I'm like kind of in a bad place. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm like, yeah. I just kind of hate it here. I don't want to be here. This is disgusting. This is ugly. This is messy. Like I can't. Yes. And it just starts to like take over my mood, which that's not, I'm not justifying it or saying that's good or okay. Cause I've got to work on that. Like in my own heart that I can't be dependent yeah. on my environment to that degree. But I know about myself that if I don't like the way something looks like it's ultimately going to start to affect my mindset. And so it is important to me to create an environment that is just, I don't know, that it's appealing and warm and inviting and all those things that you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. I'm the same way. Like I just have to, when we moved into this house, um, that we're in now, we were in a rental for a while and then we, we bought this house and it was a beautiful house. It just wasn't my style. And so I was like super depressed about it. Like we purchased this house, but I was like, we're not like, we're going to have to live here. And it's just not me. And I don't know how to change it. Like it's cause it's not an old house. So every, our other houses have been old houses. So we've been able to make your mark more. Yeah. Yeah. And this was not an old house. And I just thought I can't, I just couldn't picture myself there. And, um, and my husband said, I think we should change the kitchen before we move in. And that that's not like him. <laughs> uh-huh. So I never even thought to ask that because, you know, he's such a planner and all these, you know, things have to be in line. And so he, I think texted me that of like, I think we should do that before we move in and make it the way you want it. And I started crying. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so it was like such a gift right. to do that b- before or do it. Like that was the first project we did. 
was to make it bright and light and airy. He said, cause you're, you know, that, that would make you more excited to move into this house. And I, I, I kept saying, I know I sound, you know, spoiled and like you well, said, not like, to me, but yes, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Just like we had this great house yeah. that we, you know, were able to buy and move right. into and it's beautiful and pristine and kept so wonderfully. And there was nothing wrong with it, you know, other than not my style and not knowing as a creative person, how I was going to be able to change it without major changes, you know? So, so well, and was, I think that's that was just, super wonderful. Yeah, to, it's a blessing to have, you know, a, a husband and a partner that is, that sees you and knows yeah. you enough to know that, that, that is your love language. Like that's yeah. how you can feel loved by him is for him to see that and acknowledge it and then support you in it. And, yeah. and I think, you know, on the same note, like maybe not every woman's deal is her home. She doesn't care as much. Right. Like she doesn't notice. Right. And it's, it's really not, it's not a wrong or a right thing. It's just knowing what is important to you. And maybe it's like having the laundry done and not having piles everywhere, like, you know, shuffling messes around the house and maybe it's something else. And, um, and just being, you know, I think one thing that's really hard when it comes to like marriage is, is actually communicating what it is that's truly at the the core of your frustrations. Like, and for me, I've, this just came up a couple nights ago. I think I was feeling really overwhelmed with all I had to do and all the work. And then I came into our bedroom and saw that there was just like piles of clean folded laundry ready to be put away. And I, and it, it, all it takes for me is like one thing like that on, on top of the mound of other to do's that are on my plate. And then I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I can't do it all. Like this is too much. I, I obviously need to quit something because I'm spread too thin and I feel like I'm doing too much, but how can I not do any of the things I'm doing? And my husband was like, what, why, like, why are you panicking? Why are you freaking out? Like, I will fold the laundry. I will clean our room. And I wanted to be like, no, but I'm supposed to do that. Like I should be able to do it all. And, and that's a lie and that's not true. And that's why marriage is, you know, created the way it is so that we can support each other and help each other. And so I was very grateful for him because he did all of it. And I was just like, okay, that's what happens when I actually express that like I'm feeling stressed out because I have all these things that only I can do. And then I go into, you know, one room of the house that feels like it's out of control and it kind of just tips me over the edge. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like I can't do it. Can't do my life anymore. And everything. I I obviously (laughs) am failing because I can't even keep my clean clothes put away. Like, yeah. And yeah, it was just, um, it was like a, a little therapy to just have, you know, have him understand me and see where I'm coming from and say, I can help you with that. You just need to tell me that it's stressing you out right. and I can help you. And yeah, a lot of that, uh, learning that, um, you have to say it out loud. Yeah. I still like, cause you want them. You think, well, you live with me. Yes. You've known me forever. Why didn't you how just you notice it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you not read my mind? Yes. And I was just telling my daughter that, uh, she's, you know, 23 and we're talking about communication with, men, you know, Mm -hmm. and we were just talking about this last week. I said, you know, pretty much every time I'm upset, your dad has no idea why. Yeah. And, and I said, and I'm so upset. Like I won't, I can't even talk about it because I'm so angry and he has no clue why. And I like, it's so obvious to me and he doesn't even know what he said. And I was like, so Still, 20 years later, I'm still learning that I have to say what 
it is that I'm, mm-hmm. you know, that has happened that I'm upset about. And I said, cause being mad doesn't do anything. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, just that communication is yeah. super hard and super important. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, I mean, I think we get better at knowing each other enough to go, okay, I know that when yeah. you come home and if I, you know, if this is the situation or if this is going on, it's going to feel like, it's going to feel like I'm not paying attention to you and I don't care that you're home. And I'm, if I keep working and I don't like stop what I'm doing, like that's something that I've learned about him. And then for, you know, for me, I say like, well, okay, you, you see the mess too, don't you? Like why, well, why, why do I, I'm the only one that feels like it needs to get cleaned up. And he's like, I see things differently than you. I don't, to me, I see that it doesn't stress me out. Like that's yeah. the difference is yes, I see it, but I'm not panicking going, Oh my gosh, like my life is falling apart. <laughs> you know, So right, right. it's just, it's good to recognize and know and remember, okay, we're different and we see things differently and him not picking up the mess doesn't mean he doesn't love me. Doesn't right. mean he's being selfish. It just means it doesn't bother him the way it bothers me. And we can both do something to work towards being more thoughtful for each other. Yes. All day, every day. Yes. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Okay. Sorry for the therapy no, session. I love talking about that. Yeah. Um, on a practical level for women, like, and once they see your photos, I know they're going to be like, that's adorable. I love it. But for a lot of people, I think using color and bringing that into their home or into their wardrobe or into their life is scary. And I mean, I love white. I have an all white kitchen, but I also love color. And, and sometimes even I, who I, I feel like I'm generally pretty confident when I'm decorating and stuff. Sometimes I even wonder like, okay, but where is the right place? And how do I do that well and not make it obnoxious and pull it together? Like, do you have any kind of tips or I don't know, strategies of how you have done that in the craft house in your own home? I... I don't know. I just like, I know like when I see something and there's like, Oh, if I see something I like, it's just like, Oh, that's perfect. And it doesn't make sense usually, but I'll just even just appreciate. Sometimes I'm just out shopping and I'll just take a picture and send it to my friend of just like, don't you love this? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy it, but isn't it a great chair? Like what a great chair. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't buy it. You can't have every chair that you see. And, uh, I don't know. I just, that's, I think the way that I decorate is things that just made me like, Oh, I love that. Like, I love the color in that, or I love the way the paint is coming off of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, with, so for me, I like to have it pretty basic background, like white and gray is how our house is where we live and the craft house too, like a neutral background. So it's not, you know, bright red walls and then all this other color, it's white with pops of color. So that's kind of how I've, that's kind of how I've made everything. I think mostly is just a, you know, a neutral background and then pops of color that work together. Yeah. And then do you Um, shuffle your decor around kind of throughout the year and just change stuff out, get rid of it? I do. Not as much as some other, some people do, but, um, just because I get like, Oh, didn't I just put that there? (laughs) But if I buy something new or I find something Mm -hmm. new, then you got to move stuff around because everything's already decorated. So Mm -hmm. even just this morning, I was moving some stuff around. Um, I love doing that. Like I really love like redoing even something as simple as like bookcases. Like Mm -hmm. 
It's just when your eye gets used to seeing something, you stop appreciating it. So right. even just changing it up, even if it's the same stuff and moving it around, like then you notice it again. And so well, I, I love doing that. I can remember my mom growing up always rearranging yes. our living room mm-hmm. and it kind of would throw you off and just yeah. be like, I don't like the chair here or whatever. But, um, and so then I, she would let me do that in my room. Mm-hmm. So you could have your room. I could always have my room any way I wanted. It was always a mess, but yeah. I could also have it any way I wanted it. There was never mm-hmm. like, well, that doesn't go here and that doesn't look right there. So I think always having that freedom was good yeah. and watching my mom change things all the time and change things out and change the, yeah. you know, we definitely did not live in a house where like you hung a picture on a wall and 40 years later, it's still there. Right. It was not Me like either. that. It changes mm-hmm. all the time. And, but some people do that, you know, mm-hmm. and that's okay if that, cause it's not, it doesn't bother them. They don't yeah. think anything of it, but what I hear the most from people when they come to the craft house is when I go home, I'm going to add more color in. That's Mm -hmm. what I hear that every single time we have a (laughs) retreat from several people of just like, I don't know why. And a lot of times they'll say their husbands don't want, Uh you know, color, but you can put, you know, pillows on your couch and that can change, you know, just changing it from the brown pillows that came with your couch to, you know, a bright, fun, pillow or, you know, yeah, something like that can just change it. And so I do change that kind of stuff a lot. Um, I change, we have, you know, quilts and blankets. So I'll change those. And I do think a lot of, I remember talking with some girlfriends, like when they say, Oh, I really like that room, but I couldn't make it that. And so I'll say like, we'll break down that room. When you're looking at a pottery barn magazine or catalog, break down that room of why you like it. And it's because there's so many layers, Yeah, you know, there's a rug and there's a, and, Mm -hmm. and as you are accumulating things, um, like, so you can't move into a house and just like have a room like that. You have to, over time, like you have to find the rug that you like, and then you have to find the furniture you like, and then the, you know, stuff on your walls. It can't just be, Mm-hmm. It takes time of or what you, thousands of what you like. and thousands of dollars. Yeah. I mean, you could, <laughs> you could totally people, order yes. every single thing in that photo. Exactly. But, but we're not going to, and yeah. then we're like, well, we can't do it. It's you know yeah. too far from A to Z there, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's a life. It's a more of a lifestyle. I think yeah. of creating, Acu- creating yeah. house, accumulating creating what room. you, or, you know, deciding what you like, adding in things you like and layer by layer. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it feel homey and, you know, comfortable is, you know, just those layers of texture and, um, color and, or, you know, not color, but just, you know, if it, I don't, I don't know. That's why yeah. I just remember talking about that. Like, look at, at all the layers of why you like that room yeah. and then, and then look around your own room and be like, okay, you know, could I bring a rug in here or could I change the curtains in here? Or, you know, just that's another layer and another, you know, mm-hmm. what if I, brought a blanket out and laid it over the couch. And what, you know, if you don't like your couch, you could just mm-hmm. slip cover it or something like that. Yeah. So, so what do you think stops people? And maybe you've heard this, heard, heard feedback on this at your camp create events, but what do you think stops people most often from creating? What do they say is the reason they're not creating or why they feel maybe like 
um, paralyzed from, from those, from creating anything. Yeah. Well, I would for sure with art is that there's, they're not good. They're not good enough or they don't, you know, like it, nobody would like this, but the more you are actually creating is, you know, not, not necessarily the better your stuff will get or your, you know, your projects will get. It's the more you will be in that, the more you're doing it and the more it's just kind of a flow. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think so many people are just, you know, well, I'm not that good, so Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna try. That would be a big part of it. I'm not good. I'm not as good as her or she's so much better at it. And so comparison. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would think that's a big part of it or they don't want other people to see it, you know? Um, but the more you do it, whatever your gifting is, you know, the better you get at it and the more comfortable you are. It's not, it's not that you get to be a better painter, but you are more comfortable with your own style and what comes out of you. And it's just more freeing. It feels, you know, good when you're in that place of how God created you and just letting it, you know, come out of you, whether you're singing, you know, if you're a singer or you're a, you know, an athlete or Mm -hmm. whatever, when it's, when you're doing it and you feel that like, this is what makes me, you know, I'm passionate about this and I feel alive when I'm doing this. Yeah. I think that lesson, that truth carries over into all of life and even business Mm -hmm. as well, because I think kind of at the core of that is this, uh, what came to mind for me is keep your eyes on your own paper. You know, Mm -hmm. like we are so often glancing over at everyone else's paper to see what they're making and, oh, well, how are they doing it? And Instagram is of course like the (laughs) worst place for people who are comparing because there's so Uh much available for you to compare to. Um, and, and I love Instagram, so I'm not saying not to be there. It's just that, yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in someone else's art and someone else's work and what they've created that you then say, well, I can't do that. Or I'm, I don't think I'm capable or that's what I want to do, but it like, that's so good. So I'm just not even going to do anything. And, and I have been learning that lesson of, you know, how to, how to continue to take inspiration and be inspired by things that are beautiful or things that I love, like whether it's a room or like a master bedroom on Pinterest that I find, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love this. I want to model ours after this, taking Mm -hmm. that inspiration in, but then turning it off, like seeing it and then putting it away and going and doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important even when we're talking about something like decorating a bedroom or your living room, that you have that inspiration, but at some point you have to put it away and then just go decorate your own space or go live your own life or create your own, whatever, your own podcast or, you know, build your own business, not looking so hard at how to exactly replicate someone else's thing. Because like, you don't have the same living room as them. You don't have the same bedroom no matter what you try to do, it will never look exactly like that. So embrace what you have and make that the most, the best that it can be for you. Use it as your inspiration, not your, you know, not to copy. Yeah. And I do think though, the other thing that keeps people from doing 
from creating would be stress. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would, you know, or like life situations. Mm -hmm. So that way, and that's kind of different, but you know, I know that when I, when we have a lot going on and it's a lot of emotional stress, the thing that would help a lot would be to create, but I tend to kind of just shut down and do nothing instead. And where I know, I mean, I know it, I know I would be so much happier if I would just sit down and paint, but it's like, you know, part of that would be, you know, some depression or, you know, something like that. But it's just that like the energy is not there because life, you know, it's happening and it's too stressful. But I know, I know if I did, if I was creating, I would feel better. Right. Um, We deprive ourselves mm -hmm. of what feels like a luxury. Yes. Even though that's what we need to to be better, <laughs> to, yeah. to feel better. I, yeah. I know I would be better if I, you know, I would feel better yeah. if I was, if I just left it out mm-hmm. and walked by it and sat down and drew something. But then I also know myself is that I can never just do a little, I have to do, mm-hmm. you know, I want to do a whole project. Like, you know, I yep. want to finish it and keep going forever, which mm-hmm. would be okay. I should just do it. I'm yeah. Yeah. Because we're my, my work is, creativity. I think that has been a little bit hard, um, on my creativity because, you Mm -hmm. know, you have to come up with things for people to do, right? you know, and, and so the projects aren't, it's different than when it wasn't my work, right? When Mm -hmm. it was just for fun and just, you know, just to make it for the sake of making it, this is different now, but it's not worse. It's just different. Yeah. I'm sure your creativity has kind of the way you find that it's restorative for you to create has changed as your, as your creativity has become part of your work. Exactly. Yeah. I would say now so much more of it is in my house and in my, like finding different ways instead of having to sit down, you know, with paper and paint and, or sewing and, yeah. I have to find different ways to get that inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about creativity and how everyone's creative and that just looks different for everybody. Is there anything for the, for the mom or the woman that's listening? Who's like, I hear what you're saying. I don't feel creative. How do I find out in what way I can be creative? What, like, what would you encourage her to do or try or I don't know. Is there any like practical tips that you guys use at camp create that could translate for someone who's, um, you know, just wondering, like wanting to feel that, you know, tapping into that, like whatever that passion is or that gifting that may not be art, but maybe something Mm -hmm. else. Like what kind of, what do you, what would you say to that person? I'd say your first my first thought would be is like, what truly makes you just feel like you, your best, like what makes you most feel alive? You know, like you, I don't like sometimes my, like my friend who is starting to do, um, teaching and public speaking, which sounds super scary to me. And then she does it. And when she's like, she does all these other things, but when she does that, when she's done, she always says, 
I have just never felt more alive than when I do that. Like that is my thing. I need to focus on that thing. So I would say first you would look at that and what is it in your life that makes you feel that way. And maybe some people haven't ever felt that either though. Mm -hmm. Um, so trying to find what that feeling is and then what, you know, what can you do that would put that in your life more, Mm -hmm. but then also uh, just, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be art. So is it hospitality? Is it cooking? Is it reading or teaching or sharing? And, um, whatever it is to try to get into that more, you know, just stepping into a different role of it or, um, reaching out, look, just looking for different ways to use that gift and trying all different ways, because even in each gifting, there's so many different ways to use it and serve with it and, um, grow in it. So, but if it is art and if it is something that, but you're scared about, I mean, just take a, take an online class or take a strength, take a strength finders test, mm-hmm. um, and read about that or, you know, spiritual gifts tests that are out there and just see where it, you know, it almost always is like, of course, you know, you look at that and you're like, of course, that's so me. So you take those and then, you know, and then read farther and say, well, what should I do with that? And I th- I do think it's funny though, too, to see how, Oh, everybody else sees that about me too. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know everyone else knew that about me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like I thought I was, I thought, I thought I was the only one that knew. I thought I was more mysterious than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was more of a, you know, an interesting, you know, mystery, but yes. no, everybody knows. You know, That's a but, line from Elizabeth town. One of my favorite movies. Everyone is less mysterious than they think they are. Um, so, okay. Moving into my, the three questions that I ask every guest, what is your favorite, um, efficiency or organization or just general life tip for other moms? Something that just makes life easier. Oh, I know what I know. Um, we, I started making my kids do their own laundry. Um, everybody in my family does their own laundry at all times, like my husband included. I didn't mean for it to even, I would still do ours, but when we, even then when we moved into a house where we had separate closets and we had separate baskets. And so he just was doing his own. Mm -hmm. So everybody, even I started when my oldest daughter was in high school or going maybe junior high. And that was, it was like, it had become a battle and, and we would have these huge, you know, I was doing all the laundry for seven people and I was folding it all and I was putting it all away. And, you know, it would be such a burden for everybody to help me. It was this fight constantly. And then one day my oldest daughter said, like, you don't have my uniform clean you didn't, you know, wash it. You didn't. And I was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. So it was done in the, out of anger, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, like it was put in a place out of like, I can't, you know, do this anymore, but it has been, it was, I, I wish I hadn't done it in anger. I wish I had thought of it and been like, this is a good idea because it is a good idea. And they are all fully capable. And we started when my youngest was in kindergarten and she did her own laundry 
Wow. Every, you know, everybody has a basket in their rooms and their own basket. And when it's full, you know, of course, the older they get, the more they wait till they have absolutely (laughs) nothing clean. Right. But that's their own. Then it's their fault. their own problem. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. It's their own problem. It's, it's not my fault. I can't keep track of seven people's, you know, schedules, who has clean underwear and who has, you know, who needs that one red sock. So they are responsible for their uniforms, for all their sports. Like they do all of that and they wash all their clothes. They, you know, we, I tell them not to put, you know, certain things in the dryer. They ruin them if they don't, they aren't careful, just like we learn, Mm -hmm. but, but it's, I don't have to worry about that. So that is huge for me. Yeah. And then they learn, like they know they go to college having done their own laundry for years and mm-hmm. they don't know any different. I don't, you know, yeah. most of them don't know any different. They've just always done it. So one, I, one more life skill. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so what do you do for fun? What's most fun for me is to be with my friends, like to go out to dinner, mm-hmm. usually with my girlfriends. We hardly ever do it because we are all super busy. Mm-hmm. So, or date night, just going to movies. That's my favorite thing to do on a date night. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my husband's favorite, but that's what I want to do. Um, almost always see a movie mm-hmm. and go out to eat. So yeah, I, something about going to the movies is you, it's that it's dark. You can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like there's no distractions yeah. and you know, you're totally into the story and I don't know, like even it's different than watching a movie at home even. Cause when you're at home, you're distracted and your phone's there and your computer's there. So yeah, I don't, it's, it's something like the, about it's, that it's, story. It's and, true luxury doing absolutely nothing but watching a movie for yes. a mom, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. and then how do you rest? What's restful for you? I sleep a lot. I literally sleep for sure. And I, a lot of people don't do that. A friend of mine here said to me at a game, she came up to me and she said, I just wanted to tell you that I took a nap today and I knew you'd be so proud of me because <laughs> I have no problem ever taking a nap. Like I have no guilt about that. And, and I never have, like I used to, when all of our kids were little, it would be like Sunday, I would sleep for several hours. And, but I don't know, I never felt bad about that or guilty about that, that I needed sleep, Mm -hmm. you know, or sleeping in sleeping late on a Saturday or sleeping Mm -hmm. in (laughs) through my kids going to school. I do that now. Like I don't get up with them when they leave. Mm-hmm. I don't even see them. They just, they drive themselves. So mm-hmm. they get up and they're supposed to be there. I'm not in charge of them getting up on time, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't, I sleep in and I sleep late and I, wow, you know, so I would say that's for sure how I rest. Yeah. So yeah. Sleep. That's my way to actually rest. <laughs> that's uh, Hey, I think that's good for people to hear because yes. yeah, you can, you are allowed to sleep. You can sleep yeah. if you need to actually sleep to rest. You should do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, cause yeah. I mean, a lot of people's answers are like, you know, I go shopping or like I do something and, uh-huh. and that's totally my personality too. Like for me, if I don't get to do what I want to do, I don't feel rested. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not dogging on it, but it's good to hear that like, you might also actually just need to sleep. I would say my first thing is that like, once I like, okay, I'm not tired anymore. Now I can 
do what I, you know, and I do love, I love to shop. That's Mm -hmm. always my, Mm -hmm. you know, I love to just look at stuff and be out, but if I'm too tired, I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not like I go to bed early. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that I, you get extra sleep where you need extra sleep. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Meg, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. I'm, I'm really excited to share this conversation with others. And I think that the, the whole idea that like we're all creative because of who we're created by is really powerful. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm just excited to, to share that with people. And I think it'll be really encouraging. Well, thanks for asking me. That was, it was fun. Yeah. Fun of course. Well, have a good rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today, guys. I really hope that that episode resonated with you and that all this talk about creativity leaves you hopeful that you have been given the unique stamp of the creator and entrusted with the gifts that you have to share with the world, to display his glory and not yours. And I hope that that takes the pressure off of you and that that you don't leave feeling like you're lacking because you don't feel creative, but that you leave with the confidence knowing that you are creative and you might just need to do a little investigating into how. And if you want help, you can get the free download at HaleyWilliams.co. Also check out kindledpodcast.com for show notes and you'll find the link to Meg's website and more information about Camp Create and the Craft House. And guys, I'm also going to ask you to leave a rating and review if you're enjoying Kindled. It is so encouraging for me to see that you're enjoying it and I would love to hear from you. And if you're not part of the crew on Instagram or Facebook, you can find us at Kindled Podcast on both of those platforms. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.